0: When I was a teenager, I'd gotten Lyme disease, and it messed me all up, especially as I got older. I started getting arthritis in my early to mid-twenties, and it only got worse as I got older. When I hit my forties, I started to get cognitive dysfunctions. I constantly searched for a way to increase my quality of life, and one day I stumbled across nootropics. They range from caffeine like effects to enhancing memory, reflexes, and better retention of new information. I know I was skeptical as well, but after some trial and error, I found a certain few that I will not disclose. My life changed. I went from feeling like I was a 90 year old in a 40 year old's body to feeling like I was 20. Not just okay, only physically, but mentally as well. I got promoted, my artistic skills drastically changed. I'll see if I can post an example of my art before and after, but anyways, to the glitch. I had a blister pack in my hand with three and a half pills in it. My last until my new stuff arrived. So, I was very careful with them. They're my saviors, (laughs) As I was about to take one, my phone rang. I picked up the phone with my left hand. I held the blister pack of three and a half in my right hand. I never put them down for a minute or so. Then I was on the phone, I felt them in my hand. I hung up the phone, opened my right, and it was gone. Totally gone. I felt it in my hand the entire time until I opened my hand. I was stunned. I couldn't believe it. I yelled, no, what the hell? I looked on the floor, under the bed, through the entire room, although I never moved from where I was. Now, I'm logical, mostly, so I did a check. I know I took it out of the case, I counted it, and it never left my hand. I had only boxers on, so I couldn't have dropped it into a pants cuff or a pocket or something like that. I tore the room apart, looking in places that it could not have fallen. It was gone. Totally gone, and I was livid. I went about my day as usual, and then a friend said, ''Did you check your car?'' I asked them why. I had it in my hand in the bedroom. But, being desperate, I searched my car and I found it in a backpack that I had not used in a while. Now, at first, I thought it wasn't the same one that had disappeared. I was just happy that I had something to hold me over until I got my new ones, but it gets super weird as I checked the pack. Three and a half were in said pack. Okay, so just a coincidence, right? And No. See... The blister pack has foil holding the individual tablets in, so the half would fall out, so with the pack, that glitched out. I reused a piece of masking tape from a sandwich order, you know, when you get a sandwich from a deli and they put the tape around it with the order number and the description. I put that over the pack because I couldn't find a roll of tape, and I just used it because I repurpose everything, kind of like a poor man's MacGyver. Well, the one that I found in the car had that exact same piece of tape over it. The same number was ripped, and it was placed the exact same. I basically said, ''Whatever, Matrix, thank you for giving it back.'' (laughs) Now, later that night, I'm again standing in the same place where the glitch happened, and I was only in my boxers after a shower when I then felt something hit my leg I looked down and the blister pack was next to my foot I said what the hell it fell from the exact same spot it should have the first time if I had dropped it it had the same three and a half in it and that same piece of tape I left the other one in the car so I went and looked in the car and it wasn't there One part where I came out ahead is, I took one and a half when I found it during the day, so I gained one and a half back. And I know what people think, it was in my boxers possibly, but no, I changed underwear after the shower, and I would have felt the hard plastic blister pack in my pants. I don't know what to make of this. It's like the universe or matrix self-corrected, the missing item replaced it, and then it removed the replacement when the original reappeared. If we are in a simulation, it must be a beta test because it's so dang glitchy and sloppy. Or, it's just as I say, if you don't want to fall down the rabbit hole, don't follow the white rabbit. This isn't a fancy glitch, but an odd reoccurring one. So I absolutely hate all jams except strawberry jam, but my jars of strawberry jam have been turning to raspberry jams in my fridge. It always happens after eating quite a bit of it too, which makes it even more odd. To preface with some facts. I'm the only person who buys groceries in my house, and this happened in two different apartments over the last five years, so probably not a carbon monoxide issue. I don't eat jams or fruit preserves that frequently, but I like to have it in the fridge for when I occasionally get a craving for toast, butter, and strawberry jam specifically. I have a very distinct childhood memory associated with eating this combo. So, whenever I move, I'll specifically stock my fridge with condiments and things I might need, and I'll buy a proper jar of jam. The first time this happened it was four years ago, when I bought Bon Maman and was specifically psyched to try their strawberry jam. I distinctly remember picking out the strawberry one. I have clear memories of having it that day, and a couple of times after. Not with toast, but that's another story. A good half of it was gone. I forget about it for a couple of months, and then one day my partner starts to make us PB&Js. He likes blueberry jam, I got him smuckers, so I specifically ask him to use the strawberry Bon Maman for mine. He brings me the sandwich and I take one bite, and it's off. It doesn't taste like strawberries, it's far more tart. I just thought that he was being lazy, and put the blueberry on mine to not have to wash the spoon. I literally never eat any jam other than strawberries, so I have no frame of reference. As I'm grumbling about it, he shows me the open jar of Bon Maman on the counter, and it says raspberry. I was so confused, because I had eaten from it before and it was strawberry. I even cooked a recipe that required strawberry jam with it. My partner laughed it off and just said that I must have forgot and bought the wrong one. It didn't make any sense, but I let it go. We've bought squeeze bottles of Smuckers a few more times at that apartment, but never a jar again, and those were fine. Fast forward to six months ago, I move. I decide to buy a proper strawberry jam in a jar again before my parents visit. My mom loves strawberry jam, so Smuckers in a jar this time. All's good. We even had it for breakfast a couple of times butter and toast and everything. Last week, I get some nice bread so I think about getting the strawberry jam out, and lo and behold, it's raspberry again. I checked with my parents, and they remember eating strawberry jam. I remember it being strawberry, but it's changed again. What an odd but specific glitch to keep happening over and over again. I just thought I'd share it. A Bonus toast issue. Related, but I'm not sure if it's a glitch. Like I said, I have a super distinct childhood memory of having warm, almost burnt toast with salted butter and strawberry preserves with my mother. Ever since I moved out, I've occasionally gotten the hankering for it, but have never been able to make it alone at my home for some annoying reason. It's not really a complex recipe, and there was always a reason. First, I didn't own a toaster. Broke student. Then when I got one, I couldn't find a single apartment where it didn't set off the fire alarm, so I stopped using it entirely after trying to maneuver and toast the bread in the balcony a few times. This was a hassle which only led to cold toast afterwards because of how annoying and long the setup was. I tried toasting the bread on the pan, but had a crappy induction stove which never got to the right level of toastiness and texture. I eventually just gave up trying to have this combo at home. I would occasionally get to have it at breakfast diners, but the toast was always a little too cool, or when I would meet my mom and specifically eat breakfast which happens rarely. So, yeah, I have this super distinct childhood memory that I have never been able to recreate by myself because I can't toast bread and my jams keep changing flavors. So, I'm going to try to keep this short, but... It's really been freaking me out. I recently traveled across the country, stayed for two weeks, and then I returned on Sunday. I was visiting my boyfriend, and we had a very emotional departure. I always pay extra for window seats on planes. I love to be able to watch out them. So, I board the plane, and the window seat doesn't have a window. It's just the plane wall. I was aggravated, but I brushed it off. I was very emotional, and I ended up falling asleep on the plane. I woke up suddenly, and had no idea what time it was, where in the sky I was, how much longer I had on the flight, or how long I had been asleep. I felt very wrong, and like something was just... incorrect. I almost felt scared, and... Definitely confused. I land, I get picked up by a friend, I stay at her house, and I felt sort of out of place, but I just chalked it up to me being gone for two weeks. I eventually went downstairs to my room, and I instantly felt that something was different. It didn't seem like it was my room. Almost like it was someone else's and I was just in it. I was very emotional, very tired, and I just wanted to unload my bags, so I ignored it. A few minutes later, I went to plug in my phone charger, and the outlet was in the wrong spot. I have my bathroom door slash wall, and then my nightstand, then my bed, and then another outlet on the other side of my bed. I've always complained about how plugging my charger up in that outlet Bends the cord as I have to pull it up on top of the nightstand to use it, as the other outlet has other things plugged in. The nightstand is up against the wall, and my bed is up against the nightstand, and the other outlet perfectly lines up to where it's right at the other edge of the mattress. But now, the outlet is between the nightstand and my bed up higher on the wall to where it's above the mattress and by the pillows. It's a good three or four inches to the left. I know it's moved. I've even pulled up pictures and videos that have had my room in them, and the outlet is not visible in them, as it was behind the nightstand. I live alone, so it's not a matter of my furniture being moved, and everything else is in the exact spot. It's always I have no explanation for this, and it's bugging me. Could I have slipped into another dimension or reality? Am I going crazy, or is there somehow a logical reason? Edit, please do be nice to me. I've never posted here before, so I'm not sure if this is what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) I've gotten a lot more replies than what I thought I would, and a lot of these theories are really interesting to me, and I'm going to take the time in the next couple weeks to look more into them. No one was in my house at all. Child and his father were at his house the entire two weeks, and his father doesn't have a key or any other way to access the house. No one was house-sitting, and I don't think someone would break in just to change my outlet position. As for the pictures... I didn't mean I had a previous picture of my room slash that wall alone by itself. I was referring to pictures and videos of my son running and playing in the room, and I don't feel comfortable posting content of him here, but I have asked my child's father about it now, and he also agrees that it seems to be moved. As for my mental health, I was emotional, but not hysterical. It has crossed my mind that maybe I was jet-lagged, overly tired, or stressed or something, but I've caught up on sleep. I don't feel stressed or emotional or anything now, and I could still clearly remember it being in a different spot than what it now is. Thank you all for replying, and I really appreciate both the logical and illogical answers and theories. I was so into this girl back in high school, and I was still in love with her years after high school. Back in high school, there were a lot of coincidences about us. Like, we would always end up in the same group whenever we had group works, and our moms had the same birthday. I forget the rest because it was a long time ago, but one major event happened after she graduated college. Mind you... This was years after high school. We don't communicate anymore, but I was still so madly in love with her. The story goes like this. One day, I slept over at my aunt's house. I needed to get home early the next day since I had class by 8am. My cousin, Kuya, eldest of three siblings—this is an important detail— promised to drive me home, so he did. There were a lot of setbacks, like we needed to drive back to their house because he forgot something, then my aunt asked him to drop her off at the terminal, but before that we still needed to wait for my aunt's friend. At one point, there's just me and my cousin inside the car. We were so quiet that it was so boring, Then, as we were approaching my school, there was traffic because it was rush hour. As we were waiting for the traffic to move, my cousin started asking me questions just to kill some time. He was just asking random questions about my love life. He was asking me if there was anyone that I liked, because he was aware that I was single. During that time... I wasn't even motivated to answer any of his questions because it's a sad topic for me, but he kept on asking, well, who do you like? I wasn't even planning to answer his question, but I blurted out my crush's name just because I saw her walking on the sidewalk of our school. It was funny for me at first because I thought, okay, the universe made me answer my cousin's stupid question by making my crush show up. I mean, okay, it was just a simple story. Nothing so special about it. Not until the second time. Months after. I again slipped over at my aunt's, only this time, my cousin Kuya LM already left to work abroad, so this time, Kuya Mike, the youngest of three siblings, was the one driving me home. Same time again, same thing. We were not talking the entire time, but as we approached our school again, there was traffic. I was thinking of starting a conversation by sharing to Kuya Mike what happened when Kuya LM was driving me home a few months prior, and I suddenly saw my crush. But I was also kind of thinking, nah, what for? It wasn't too interesting anyway. I thought he might be tired of hearing stories about my crush, because I used to talk about her a lot. The traffic was moving so slowly. Last minute, I decided to tell the story anyway, but the way I told the story was way too fast. Like I was literally talking too fast. I don't know why. Maybe I just wanted to tell the story and be done with it. Then, when I was telling the part saying, then I saw her there, right there, which was unintentionally followed by me saying, oh my god, I think that's her again. I was laughing so hard because, as I was pointing where I saw my crush a few months ago, there she was again, at that same spot. Me and my cousin were so shocked we couldn't believe how on point the timing was, and at that point, I really started questioning reality. So, this happened earlier today, and I'm still trying to process it as it makes zero sense. A friend of mine and I traveled together between two towns earlier today. We agreed that he would pick me up at 8pm. We were both on time, and he made a joke how we were both very punctual, because that's not usually the case when we're meeting. We got in the car, and he showed that his car had gas for exactly 681 kilometers more. A joke about our country being formed in year 681, which will be important later on. So we drove off pretty much immediately on what usually is a 1 hour and 45 minute to 2 hours drive journey. We were expecting to arrive at roughly 10 p.m. The journey itself was on a road that we've both traveled hundreds of times, so we know it very well. It's only 95 kilometers, but the road is through the mountains, so you can't really drive fast, and that's why it usually takes at least an hour and a half at the very minimum. There wasn't a lot of traffic in our direction so we had a relaxed time chatting and driving. Also, my friend is usually a pretty slow driver, and his car isn't all that powerful. He was pretty much driving how he always does. There wasn't a single time I thought he was speeding or anything, and his driving was never brought into the conversation because of how routine everything felt. Nothing really special happened during the drive up, until we arrived in the destination town. and My friend said that that felt like the quickest journey he had had on that road ever in his life. I felt the same way, and so we checked the clock, and it was showing 20 hours 45 minutes. Only 45 minutes had passed somehow. We were both really baffled because that's just not possible. I've been in cars speeding like hell on that road, and they never even come close to a time like that, let alone with my friend's slow driving. What also adds to the mystery is now, his car is showing it has enough gas to go for another 652 kilometers, like we've only traveled for 30km. I know it's a moving metric based on how you drive, but this isn't making any sense considering how consistent he is in his driving style. He also called his grandmother to tell her we've arrived, who he had just seen before we left, and she thought he was lying because only 45 minutes had passed, and we couldn't have possibly arrived yet. I'm still not sure what to do after these bizarre events, I just realized there's another detail I missed in my story when posting, because I thought it was just a random weird thing yesterday, but it might be part of the whole glitch now that I have put some thought into it. We were listening to music on the radio while driving, and just as we were parking, on arrival, the station started to glitch for a second, and then a clear broadcast started. It sounded like an emergency broadcast, in an American English reporting a terrorist attack that killed 27 or 29 people. The weird thing is, I'm far away from the US and there are no English radios here. To add to the strangeness, I couldn't find a report of this even yesterday on any newsletter that I checked. A few days ago, I was with my sister and we had just gotten home from the mall. I was backing up into my parking spot. We live in a condo, so it's a well-lit underground parking, and there's only a post on one side and one other car parked beside me on the other. When my sister and I suddenly hear a loud bump and then a crunch, it sounds as if I had just hit something. From the sound of it, I knew the damage would have left a pretty gnarly dent. I instantly brake, and we both look at each other in shock. I ask my sister if it was me, because I was genuinely confused, as I did not feel the car jump in any way, and I had done all of my checks. Checking my mirror, sticking my head out the window, glancing at the rearview camera before and as I was backing up. I knew I had ample room, and the speed I was going did not match the sound of the damage we both heard. I was backing in slowly, of course. So now, I'm freaking out in tears that I had just hit this expensive Porsche, and that my insurance was going to go through the roof. I put my car in park, and I tell my sister to go out and check the damages. She's doing a complete 360 inspection of my car, and the other car until I hear her shout that there's nothing. What? I get out myself and I check the Porsche first. There are absolutely no scratches or dents. I walk all around it, back and forth, thinking it's just a trick of the light, but nothing. It's in perfect, glistening condition. Not a single hair scratch, which I would have seen since it was a black car. At that point... I'm thinking that I might have hit the concrete post instead, so I check my car, feeling for any scratches or dents, but I find the same thing. Nothing. Everything is perfect. I check if maybe something got caught in my tires that could have made that sound, but again, nothing. It was weird. My sister and I go back and forth, talking about how we were both definitely sure we heard the same thing, but we just kind of shrugged it off, thinking it might have been another car in the garage or something. The following day, my sister has to go to her friend's house to pick something up. I tell her she can drive because I just woke up with another migraine, and since it's just nearby and a familiar way for her, she can use a bit more practice since she plans to get her G2 soon. As my sister quickly turns to drive out of the garage, I kid you not, we hear that exact same bump and crutch sound. Except this time, I feel the entire car slightly jolt as the side of the car hits and swipes the pole by the garage door. I tell her to pull up to the front of the building, and yep, there's a nice dent and scratch marks on the side pretty much the same damage I had expected to see a few days prior. So, could this be a glitch in the Matrix, or just an odd coincidence? Has anyone else ever experienced something similar? Please do share them since I'm genuinely curious. I was 23 and had to drive to the city for a doctor's appointment. It was fairly early, maybe around 7 or 7:30 a.m., but there wasn't much traffic out. Kind of weird for the area, to be honest. I made a wrong turn, so at a red light I got into a U-turn lane. I knew this area fairly well, but I had never seen it so quiet. Usually it was a busy area for commuters. There were no cars around, though. No one ahead, behind, coming the other way. No people, no animals. It was a suburban area dotted with strip malls, but it was oddly quiet. The street was completely empty and was completely clean. There was no stuff in the road. Remember that detail, it's important. When I went to make my turn something hit the passenger side of my car. It almost felt like another car sideswiped me, but I saw no other cars. There was a huge popping and cracking sound, and I heard glass shattering. It was enough force to where I lost control of the wheel for just a moment. I corrected it, completed the turn, all the while looking around to try to figure out what the heck hit me. Again, I saw nothing and no one. I pulled over across the street and got out of my car to take a look. There was plastic and glass scattered all over the street, like you would see in a car accident. It wasn't there before. It almost looked like bits of mangled side mirror, but my car was completely fine. Not a dent, not a scratch. There was no one there. No cars, no people, no one. My side mirrors? Totally intact. I've tried to figure out what the heck just happened. Did I hit an invisible car? Was there a car and it just disappeared? Glitch in the matrix? Some miscellaneous bits of plastic and glass materializing out of the ether? It's bothered me for 20 years. I still don't know what to make of it. My car was brand new at the time and not a dent or scratch. Whatever it was, it hit pretty hard. My boyfriend at the time looked my car over and there was no damage. If I'd hit an animal, wouldn't my car have some damage? And then where did the plastic and glass come from? It wasn't there before I made the turn. The pieces were 3 inches to 4 inches of black plastic big enough to see from a distance if they were already in the road from a previous accident. Once I got back on the right street, the flow of traffic seemed to be normal for the area. There were no drugs involved either, and my eyesight is totally fine, so I'm totally at a loss. It's the weirdest thing that I have ever experienced. Does anyone have a plausible explanation? So, I moved here around seven months ago. My house is in a small square with eight other houses, all facing toward a small patch of grass at the front. The first day that we got the keys, we met our next-door neighbor, Janet. She was standing outside her front door when we walked up to the house, almost like she was waiting for us. I see Janet a lot, and I speak with her often, and I'm sure she's a real person. I've even met her adult daughter, and I've seen Janet around the local area. A few days after moving in, a courier knocked and asked if I would take in a parcel for the people on the other side of the square. I thought it was strange that he had knocked on my door rather than someone closer, but I obliged. A man came a few hours later and asked if I had a package for... That house number. I gave him the package, and the man introduced himself as Mark. I haven't seen him since that day. Other than those I've already discussed, I have never seen another person in this square. Even my next door neighbor on the other side, I've heard noises from them, but I've never physically seen them. I'm home six days per week, and my husband is home the other day, and neither of us has ever seen anybody. I can see all of their front doors from my house. Now, a week ago, I was chatting with Janet. I asked her how long she had lived there. She said 24 years. This is definitely true, because I have at least one mutual acquaintance with her, and they have verified this. I asked her if she knew any of the neighbors, and she said she didn't know any of them at all. Janet's so friendly and a very warm person, and she's very chatty, so... It doesn't make sense for her to not know any one of our neighbors. At least casually. Now, you might be thinking that all the houses are empty, but this is not the case. The hedges at the front of the houses are all maintained. The windows are clean... The flower beds are looked after. Then, yesterday, I saw a man on the green. He was in the middle of the green and carrying a laptop bag. I watched him walk into one of the houses, and then an hour later, I saw him again. Still carrying a laptop bag, and I saw him in the middle of the green and watched him walk into the exact same house. It really felt like a glitch. It was the exact same thing, twice. Tonight will be Halloween, and I was hoping to take my kids around the square trick-or-treating, and also use this as a way to see if any of my neighbors actually exist. Not one house has a pumpkin, or any decorations, which means it would be rude to knock on the doors tonight. I am honestly starting to feel crazy. Many years ago, I had a job with my friend taking passengers on short trips around a lake on two small passenger vessels. Now, this seems like a fun job, and it was, but we would each do around 30 trips a day, so we would look for different ways of making it a little more interesting to help pass the time. Now, on this particular day, my friend had brought his new laptop in to work, and despite the fact that we were working on separate boats this day, we decided that we could play a game of chess on his laptop, which, if he left it on the key, every time we landed the boat we could take our turn before heading out on another trip. At this time, for me, touchscreen technology was still quite a novelty, and I was impressed how I could move the chess piece with just a slide of my finger across the screen. It seems pretty ordinary now, but at the time, it was still kind of exciting. It may have been the first touchscreen I had ever used when I think about it, and this was working really well at first, but after several hours whilst halfway through our third or fourth game, I got off the boat to see what move my friend had made, and contemplate my own next move. But after deciding what to do, I slid my finger across the screen the same way I had been doing all day long. Nothing happened. I tried it again, but still nothing. The touchscreen had stopped working. At first, I thought maybe I had accidentally locked the screen, but after several minutes of trying to unlock it, I started to worry that I may have just broken it by pressing it too hard or maybe I had gotten the screen wet or something. I started feeling pretty bad at the thought of having broken my friend's expensive laptop, and tried to think of ways that I could explain what I had done. Later that day, my friend approached me and asked why I had stopped playing. I apologized and explained how I had broken the touchscreen, and I offered to pay for it to be fixed. He looked at me with a confused expression on his face which certainly was not the reaction I was expecting from a person who had just had their brand new laptop broken. And then, he calmly explained that his laptop didn't actually have touchscreen technology. At first I thought he was joking, but sure enough, he was right. The only way you could move the chess pieces was with the keyboard, of which I had no idea which keys I needed to press and... In fact, I had to ask my friend to explain how to use them. It still puzzles me to this day, how I did it, but now and again, when nobody is looking, I try to replicate this seemingly impossible act on other devices. But as you may already expect, it has not worked since that day I was playing chess down by the lake. A day that I will never forget. I posted this story on a different sub, and a lot of people suggested posting it here, so here it goes. I don't know if this belongs here, but I've always wanted to share this story, as it still keeps me up at night, sometimes thinking about an explanation for it. When I was in college, I worked at a sports bar slash restaurant in Colorado. Before I was able to become a waitress... I had to be a hostess for a month. One Saturday, we got pretty busy because there was a local baseball game happening. I was seating people pretty frequently throughout the afternoon. Toward the end of the lunch rush, a couple came into the restaurant. I remember commenting on the woman's large turquoise necklace, telling her how pretty it was as I showed them to a table on the back patio. Having some useless and polite conversation with them the whole time. I went and got them waters and brought them to the table, told them their server would be with them shortly, and then returned to the host stand. About five minutes later, the same couple walked into the restaurant and toward the host stand. I was very confused and asked if they needed to be reseated. The woman looked at me seemingly just as confused as I was, and I noticed her large turquoise necklace again. The man said, Two, please. And I instinctively grabbed two menus and told them to follow me, thinking someone was just playing a joke on me. I turned the corner to get a view out to the back patio where I sat the couple originally, and I saw that the table was empty. Per the couple's request to sit outside again, i led them to the patio and noticed two waters and two menus sitting on the table already. I didn't know what to do, so I picked everything up and told them I would get them some new waters. I made my way to the bar to get waters, and the waitress from the back patio section came up and asked if I was okay. She said that five minutes earlier, she saw me walking to the patio holding two menus as if I was seating people, but there was nobody there. Then I came back with waters and put them down as if I was talking to people, but the seats were still empty. She said she was on her way to come check on me because her and other guests on the back porch were concerned about what I was doing, talking to nobody. I asked if there were people there now, and she looked confused and said yes. So... From what I can gather, I saw, talked to, and sat these two people before they actually came into the restaurant. I have no explanation for this, and I'm wondering if anyone else has ever had an experience like this. Reading through this sub has reminded me of the one true glitch experience that I can recall. Back when I was in college, in 1997, a buddy and I took a road trip from Chicago to Washington, D.C. for a rally at the mall. After the rally, we were wandering around downtown D.C. after dark, when we came upon a homeless guy. African American, bearded, maybe in his 40s. We were just about to get dinner at a nearby McDonald's, so we invited him to join us, and we bought him a meal. My friend also gave him his shoes because the guy was barefoot, and my friend was just weird slash generous like that. He didn't say much at all the whole time, and understandably, seemed sort of nervous to be in there with us. After we finished... We all got up to leave. The man was maybe a step or two ahead of my friend, and I was in the rear. I paused very briefly to throw out our trash in the bin near the door, and then followed them out. But when we stepped outside, the man had simply vanished. Nowhere to be seen. Again, my friend and I had gone out the door only a second or two after the man, and the door and whole front of the building was glass, so we would most likely have seen if the guy had just taken off at a sprint or something. Mystified by his sudden disappearance, we did look up and down the street in both directions for a bit, but there were no alleys or turnoffs or open doors he could have ducked into anywhere near the McDonald's. It was late, and the street was mostly deserted, so... There were also no parked cars that he could have hidden behind, nor any car or pedestrian traffic to get lost in. He was just gone. I can understand why he might have been suspicious of our intentions and then wanted to get away from us quickly, but I still can't figure out how he managed to disappear so suddenly. At the time, my friend and I were very religious, so we just hypothesized that he might have been an angel. Though, an angel stealing a meal that had been intended for an actual homeless person seems... a bit out of character. I'm not that kind of religious anymore, so now, I just really don't know. Maybe as someone presumably very familiar with the city, he just knew of a convenient hiding spot right outside the restaurant door that we somehow overlooked. Or... Maybe. He just glitched into some other dimension. I have no idea. A sparrow flew into my screened-in porch today. Birds often find their way in a few times a year. There are two ways. Through a hole in the northeast corner or through the open cat hole in the southwest corner. I opened our screen door and began the annoying job of trying to save a poor bird who was terrified of me. I noticed right away that it was panicked and worn out. A feather was sticking out of place on its head, and it was panting with its beak open. It escaped me repeatedly by slamming into the screen wall over and over, and began falling to the ground. I kept trying to shoo it out the wide open door to no avail. Finally, I got a black shirt and figured I would throw it on the bird and get it out the door that way. By this point, the bird is now only just hopping around the porch, under furniture and into cobwebs. It sees me and just runs the other way. I feel stupid because I'm only trying to help it, and I don't want one of our cats to get it, and it keeps getting away because I'm trying to be slow and gentle. Finally, the bird is taking a break right in front of me. The dead square, middle of the porch. We are nowhere near either hole in the screen, and to get to the open door, the bird would have to fly, or hop, to my right. So here's the moment of truth. It's scared, about to hop away, There's nothing within a three foot perimeter of the bird except for me. I say, you know what? Screw it. And I beam the heavy shirt at the little guy. And I watch the lump where the bird was under the shirt just go flat. I pick up the shirt, and I'm confused because I know for a fact that I got the bird under it. But I also knew that there was no bird. I didn't hear its claws hopping on the carpet, no wings flapping, and it didn't escape by me because I had just thrown a shirt on it. I would have seen or heard it. It was just automatically silent on the porch after I threw the shirt, and it was so bizarre that I saw the lump just kind of fall flat. I searched the porch and the shirt over ten times. I flipped furniture checked outside the porch. I searched everywhere. No bird. It was the freakiest moment of my life, and only I will ever know for real that it actually freaking happened. I'm going to read this TLDR because it's the best TLDR I've ever read in my life. Uh, TLDR, I yeeted a bird into another dimension by throwing an old shirt on it. This might not be weird and creepy as some of the stories here, but I'm actually really confused. Also, excuse my English since it's not my first language. Last summer, I went on a short road trip to Mostar, Bosnia, and Herzegovina with my boyfriend. One night, we had a dinner in a traditional Bosnian restaurant and we got a photograph of the staff posing and dressed up in traditional Bosnian clothes as a gift. I guess the other guests got this gift too. I took the photo with me and brought it home because I wanted to keep it as a memory of our trip. When I got home, I put the photo in a drawer of my bedroom's desk, and that's it. Fast forward three to four months, I was getting ready for something, I walked in my room, and I saw the restaurant picture sitting on my desk vertically. It wasn't just sitting there randomly. It was leaning against some object that I had on my desk, so it was full-on displayed. Literally like it wanted to be seen and exhibited there for everyone else to see. Of course, I was confused, but I thought that maybe my mom was looking for something and put my photo up there. I asked her, and she was like, No? And said that she saw the picture and wanted to ask me why I displayed a random restaurant photo on my desk for no reason. We both thought it was weird, but dismissed it because we thought that one of us must have done it unknowingly. And it's just the two of us living in the house. Nobody else had access to my room at that moment. I put the photo back in the drawer and just continue living life. This happened a few weeks ago, but now, I'm absolutely creeped out. Literally an hour ago, I was just sitting in my room, chilling and watching a movie. I hear something fall on the floor near the desk. I went to see what it was, and there is the damn restaurant photo just lying there. It was in the drawer, and it somehow fell from who knows where, and landed on my floor. Where did it come from? I wasn't even near my desk. I was across the room on my bed. What the hell is happening? Is that damn picture haunted? Or am I just in the Matrix? so that was this week's collection of glitch in the matrix stories on the as the raven dreams podcast i hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness if you did and would like to listen to more of this you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my youtube channel and checking out my videos just go to youtube and search as the raven dreams you can also go to as the lots of other good stuff ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode, but until then, sleep well.